everyone, and welcome back to Intuitive Startup. I, <laughs> I have been so excited about what other stories I want to tell and what other things I want to talk about. And I have all these ideas because, like I said, I have really learned so much new information in just this past year that, and I have so many stories about the things that I've learned that I was like, maybe I want to talk about this. Maybe I want to talk about that. Should I talk about this? Should I talk about that? And I got to the point where (laughs) I was having racing thoughts about what to talk about next. And so I thought to myself, okay, you need to ground yourself and then you'll know what you want to talk about the, you know, next. And little did I know at the time that that was my answer. <laughs> so I decided, you know, sometimes there's a, there's a technique called um, brain dumping. It's kind of like journaling, but it's without any criticism. It's You don't have to worry about spelling. You don't have to worry about punctuation. You just write whatever comes out. And so I thought, I'm going to get these ideas out. So I went into my notes on my phone and I was just typing out different ideas that I, of things that I know that I eventually want to talk with you about. And I got to a grounding and then I was like, oh, 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 grounding. <laughs> so today, We're going to talk about grounding. Before we get into that, I drew a card from the Wisdom of Avalon Oracle deck. And it always, it always makes me giggle whenever I set my intention and then shuffle the deck, ask my question, or, you know, just hold that intention and whatever card comes out. And this one is the novice. It's uh, number five. And it is innocence, beginner, ignorance, new skill without practice, unstable curiosity. Innocence, naivety, foolishness, early knowledge, not yet integrated the ability to see the world untainted, and learning ability. These are all aspects of the novice as she appears in your life. The novice is reminding you to be teachable and humble. If you don't know something, don't pretend that you do. Chances are that you'll make an error that may cost you more than you wish to pay. New information is coming. And this is the time to be open to learning and expanding. The novice also reminds you to be like a child and remember the wonder and awe you once had for the world around you. When discovering magic was an essential part of everyday experience. The novice reminds you that you need to stop and ask yourself, what lesson must I learn here? The lesson is always mirrored in the experience in front of you. Dig deep into the workings of whatever situation you're inquiring about. You don't have to look far, for the answer is right in front of you. 
Sometimes it may feel as if you have two left feet and don't know how to dance, or that perhaps you are fumbling in the dark and fear that you may be left behind. It's all right to be in the not knowing. This is the place where new understanding takes time to integrate. Be gentle with yourself. The greatest gift the novice reminds you of is that you're always at the beginning of some area of your life. Patience and slow movement is required when the novice appears. Before moving forward, perhaps you need time to journal your thoughts and receive clarity about what the mystery invites you to learn. Then rejoice. The novice of Avalon is on a path to higher knowledge and abundant manifestation and doesn't stay a novice for long. So <clears throat> the part of this that really resonates with me for all of us is that that part where you do not shame yourself for not knowing something. You surrender and embrace it and say, you know what, I don't know this, but I would really love to know more. And um, that's sort of like the beauty of the beginner mind. You release that shame, you know, around the judgment that others might hold, you know, against you and just embrace the new and wanting to know more. I like that for us. So grounding. <laughs> grounding is something that I remember hearing so much about. I talked about it I talked about it actually in episode one and episode two. Grounding is something that you you read a lot about, you hear a lot about in the spiritual community, um, in the mental health community. Um, and like, what is it? What the heck is grounding? Um, I think the reason, one of the reasons why it's difficult to really define it is because it's different for everyone. There are different ways to ground your energy. Um, and it's just a matter of finding which one works for you. So some of the things that work for me personally are, um, you know, moving your body. So it doesn't have to be some really crazy high-intensity cardio workout. It can be. Um, that's where, you know, you get the, you know, runners always talk about runner's high because it's so highly grounding. Um, you're able to clear your mind and just be in your body. And it's exhilarating <laughs> to not have your mind going a thousand miles a minute. Um, but that can be just going for a walk. It can be if you have a dog and you, you know, take your dog for a walk or you go for a walk by yourself or you have a friend that you like to walk with, uh, walking, it could be stretching. Um, it could be dancing. Any kind of physical movement of the body can really ground you and pull your energy down. That's why you always hear people 
you know, say, have a dance party in your kitchen or, you know, things like, you know, while you're cleaning, dance and listen to loud music. Um, listening to music is also another way to really ground your energy because you start listening to those lyrics and your mind is distracted from those thoughts that just keep going, going, going. Um, and music also is sound and sound also clears the energy of a room. So loud music is another really great thing that you can do. Um, Salt baths are one of my favorite things. They're they're they they're, they clear they clear the energy. Salt clears energy. So I love to take a really hot bath with sea salts and Epsom salts. My awesome friend Nicole makes the best natural bath bombs, and I am a sucker for those. <laughs> if you're a bath bomb person, um. And I like to just put on, you know, either music, nature sounds, I'll listen to a podcast sometimes, depending on what my mood is, and I'll just lay in the tub and just feel the heat of the water on my skin and just, you know, relax, feel the relaxation start to occur in my muscles from the heat and the Epsom salts. So that's something that I really enjoy doing um, as well. And it's a really great one in the wintertime. When the weather is nicer, it is, you know, usually spring, summer, fall, you can stand outside in your bare feet. And I'm going to get into that in more detail in a little bit, but that's also a grounding activity. And... Um, you know, closing your eyes and turning your face to the sun, feeling the sun on your skin, feeling the warmth, seeing the brightness behind your eyelids. Um, and it's just sort of, you know, getting into your body, getting into the senses of the body so that the mind is able to slow down. Another, I mean, I'm not going to cover everything. Like I said, there's so much out there. Um, if you're someone who is really into scents, you know, your sense of smell, you can use a diffuser, you can use essential oils. There are, if you, you know, any, any of the oils that are out there, if you just do a simple internet search, you can search for grounding, you know, oils, essential oils, and lots of different options come up. And then another one of my most favorites, one of my most favorites is Binaural Beats. Um, actually, Dr. Oz had this on his show. I didn't know that. I went back like after the show and I went and I watched it. But he actually had um, audience members test it out for different things. But, uh, but the, the I looked up a definition just to give you an idea if you've never heard of them. A binaural beat is an illusion created by the brain when you listen to two tones with slightly different frequencies at the same time. So like the number one rule when you're listening to binaural beats is to use headphones because one tone goes in your right ear and a different tone, a slightly different tone goes in your left ear. And what that does is that actually 
like puts the it puts the brain into what's called a theta state and it's basically like a way to sort of make your brain stop um, theta state is the state of the brain just as you're falling asleep just as you're waking up or if you are someone that is able to do a deep meditation your brain goes into what's called a theta state and when your brain is in a theta state it is impossible to have racing thoughts um, so I really love 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 binaural beats because they are really helpful to anyone no matter your knowledge or skill level and you can just put on a set of headphones turn them on close your eyes and just listen to the sounds and your brain automatically can't figure out it's like your brain can't figure out like wait am I listening to this sound or am I listening to that sound and so it makes your brain sort of just go into that relaxed theta state some other ways of tapping into the theta state are traditional meditation look I was not somebody that could meditate <laughs> I always wanted to I always thought gosh you know like people who are meditating look so calm and peaceful and happy and I want to know how to do that and I couldn't I would try and then I would you know I would shame myself like look your, your thoughts are running away with you or you know you don't know what you're doing you can't do this and those thoughts just would go and I'm like that this isn't doing me any good <laughs> so I have since like I can, I can meditate now it's not something that I do daily um, usually I save that for like when I'm in a salt bath, I am able to, you know, they always tell you when you start with a meditation, clear your mind. Well, when your thoughts are racing, it's really hard <laughs> to clear your mind. But when I'm in a salt bath, I am able to meditate much more gracefully. Another way though is through hypnosis. Um, hypnosis. So shout out to my friend Becky who does hypnotherapy. She's a certified um, hypnotherapist and I've actually done several of um, hypnoses with her. She's so good. <laughs> um, Becky taught me that or hypnosis is meditation with a goal, but it's a guided meditation with a goal. And what's so cool about that to me is that it you know, hypnosis works with the subconscious mind and brings the brain into that theta state, but you don't have to do the work. You just have to listen to what she's saying and do the things as they come step by step. I mean, you are doing the work, but you don't have to do all of it. You know what I mean? You don't have to plan it all out. Um, and it, it, it brings the brain into that theta state, but it allows your imagination to just run free in a hypnosis. And that's what I love. Like you, you know, you get prompts and then 
you're like, oh, okay, I'm going into this room where I feel safe. <laughs> and then you visualize this, uh, you know, beautiful room that's like in a cabin somewhere with a fireplace and a really cozy, warm, fuzzy blanket or something like that, you know, but it's whatever it is that your mind brings up. So I love doing hypnosis. Hypnosis is not necessarily what, you know, we see on TV shows or movies or um, even at like, you know, the Renaissance Fair or other, you know, places where they're like, and I'm going to make you bark like a dog. It, it can work that way. <laughs> but when you are using it for, you know, reaching that theta state, that meditative state, and, you know, using it for healing, it is really, really amazing. I can't, I can't really describe it. It's something, it's one of those things, like a lot of the things that I talk about that you have to experience. For example, I did a uh, hypnosis with my friend Becky. Um, it was for boundaries. And in the hypnosis, my mind created a safe place for me. And, you know, I just sort of, like, it sort of evolved as the hypnosis went on. And I saw myself standing in a ring of salt, because, you know, salt is clearing and cleansing. And then out of the ring of salt, this huge, like, tower grew around me and it was made out of selenite crystal, which is also known as gypsum. Selenite is one of those awesome crystals that doesn't need to be cleansed or cleared or charged. And this tower, you know, sort of just came up out of the ground, out of the ring of salt around me. And I was standing inside of it protected. I had my selenite walls, my boundaries, right? <clears throat> and there was a, and then she said, you know, now that you see a door. And so then I looked and I was like, oh, there is a door <laughs> in my selenite tower. And it was one of those big, beautiful, like medieval doors that was shaped kind of like an archway. And it was made out of really heavy oak. Um, and then the oak panels were held together with, um, the, with cast iron and there was like, you know, the skeleton key keyhole. And I realized as I saw this door appear that I had a necklace on and on the necklace, I had the skeleton key. And that was my way of realizing that my boundaries are mine. I set my boundaries. I wear the key I can lock the door, I can close the door and lock the door, or I can unlock the door and open the door. It's my choice. And that was really cool because, like, I didn't know that that's what, you know, was going to come up during this hypnosis. But I think of that often now. I am able to go back to that and use that. Like, you know, I'm feeling like 
maybe someone's energy is really getting to me and I'm feeling them and I need to, you know, visualize boundaries and I will use my selenite tower and I can close that door and I can lock it and I can protect myself from outside influences if I so choose. So yeah, if you are not familiar with hypnosis, um, just make sure that you know, whoever it is that you do work with is a certified hypnotherapist. Make sure you, with anything, make sure you look into people, see what their certifications are, see what, um, you know, people, previous clients have said in, you know, reviews and that kind of stuff. But hypnosis is really cool. It's really cool. Um, as far as meditation goes, there are some really cool, um, free things out there, right? You can you can get on YouTube and find really cool meditations and they can be guided meditations where someone talks you through or it can be, you know, just sounds that have that, you know, binaural beat effect. But if meditation or hypnosis is not something that you're ready for, that's okay. There are other ways um, coloring, any kind of crafting. Um, I make crystal bracelets and when I am making those bracelets, I just sort of like my, I I start, my energy starts to be grounded. I don't like my mind isn't going, it isn't, you know, thinking, thinking, thinking I'm, I'm focusing, right. I'm focusing on taking one bead at a time and stringing it on to the, string and making sure that I'm counting how many are there, making sure that it's going to be the right size, you know, and that pulls me right down, my energy right down into my body. Walking, like I said before, even like cooking or cleaning and gardening, there are so many things out there that you can use to ground your energy and you just have to pick one and try it. And the way that you know that you are grounded is you literally cannot have racing thoughts. You can still think, but it's very slow and peaceful. It's very different. Um, So let's talk about grounding, physically grounding. I I mentioned briefly bare feet in the grass. I watched this documentary on Amazon Prime. It is called The Earthing Movie. I don't know if it is still free. I looked it up before I recorded, and I think it might be $1.99 now. It's not a, it's not a Prime um, show. But I think that you may be able to see it on YouTube. I'm not sure. But there was this man. His name is Clint Ober. And I don't want to tell you too much about him in case you decide to watch the documentary. But what I absolutely love is combining spiritual practices and science. I love science. And I love spirituality. And when the two come together, I get super excited. And that is what happens in this documentary Clint Ober was a 
cable, like television, cable, cable TV. He was like a cable um, installer. And he worked in the cable industry for a really long time, was super successful. And he was the one that went out and installed the wiring. And when you install any kind of wiring into a home, it has to be grounded. There's a ground wire. And basically, that's just a metal rod sticking in the ground, sticking up out of the ground, and the wire is in contact with it. So there is that um, conductive connection. Well, what they show in this documentary is that if your feet, you have, I think it's 30,000 nerve receptors on the bottom of your feet, when your bare feet touch the earth, especially if it's like, damp a little bit with dew or, you know, it's just rained because water is conductive as well, comes in contact with the bottoms of your feet, you are literally absorbing negative ions from the earth. There is a transfer between your skin and the ground. And he actually shows it in the documentary with like a with a meter <laughs> where someone is wearing rubber soled shoes and they're not conducting anything. And then someone is wearing, you know, isn't wearing shoes and they it lights up. So I encourage you to check that out. There is also a book um, written by Clint Ober and a cardiologist, which I think is super cool. Because the heart is an electrical organ, right? We have that electricity that runs through our body. And we have really, as, as, a, as a world, gotten away from being barefoot. And shoes are made with non-conductive soles. And, you know, we used to, like thousands of years ago, humans used to sleep on the ground. So our bodies were always conducting that, you know, those negative ions. And it helps, you know, so much within the body, which goes into a lot of detail in, um, in the documentary and in the book. It's really cool to see some of the scientific studies that they have done of benefits with about the benefits of grounding. So I highly encourage you to check that out. I actually sleep on one of Clint Over's grounding mats. It's like a mattress pad that you plug in to the wall. And, you know, you know, they're like the three prongs that you have on a plug. The two prongs that actually go into the outlet for the grounding mat that are for, you know, the electricity coming through the outlet are plastic, so they're non-conductive. But the third one on the bottom, which is the grounding prong, is conductive. It's metal. And so it taps into, it, it completes that circuit from that wire outside that runs from that grounding rod into the earth, into your electrical box, and through your house. So I love, I love, love, love my grounding mat. There's all sorts of different kinds and you can check them out, but I recommend that you go through the original, which is Clint Ober, um, because I, I've heard that there are some like, you know, people out there just trying to make a buck that 
maybe aren't doing things the right way. I'll just say it that way. <laughs> um, so there's like another way of grounding. I don't, if you are someone who has animals, who has a pet, when you are interacting with your pet, when you're cuddling or petting them, you can feel on your hands their fur. If you have a cat, you can feel the vibrations of them purring. Um, <clears throat> if you have a dog, I know lots of dogs like to give kisses. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're a person that enjoys that or not, but that's also a... Um, I found that there's like two people, two types of people in this world when it comes to that, people that like dog kisses and people that don't. And either way is fine. Um, my husband doesn't like dog kisses. I don't mind them. <laughs> um, but when you are in that moment with your animal, with your pet, you are, your mind and your heart is filled with the love that you feel for them. So you aren't able to have those racing thoughts because you're interacting with love and you can feel that softness of the fur and it just it pulls your energy right into your body. I talked a little bit about sound, you know, um, loud music. If you just put on your favorite song and you sing it, um, that is grounding. And I think the reason why Grounding, like, I mean, grounding is talked about so much because it's so freaking awesome. Um, my own personal story with grounding. So I've, some of you have probably heard this story a bunch of times. Um, my dear friend Kelsey and I came up with this idea that we wanted to go find a waterfall. Well, she lives like four hours away from me. We met at a retreat that my Reiki teacher held last summer, and we super connected on so many different levels, and we decided that we were going to find a waterfall. So she found one that wasn't too far from her house, and the next thing I knew, all of a sudden, we had this trip planned. I was coming down. We were going to go find this waterfall, and I was so excited. I had never done anything like this before. I didn't know at the time that Kelsey and her husband actually are hikers. I am like a walk on a relatively flat trail kind of hiker. <laughs> I did not know that, you know, trekking poles actually really help. Um, thankfully, Kelsey did. <laughs> so she let me borrow a pair. We went on this hike. And it was about two and a half miles down this mountain to get to the waterfall. And it was in the summer. It was in like early August and it was hot and muggy. And, you know, so we're, we're hiking through the woods. Actually the day, that day wasn't as hot, at least when we got started, but as the day went on, it got hotter, but we're hiking down this mountain and I'm like, Oh my gosh, thank goodness. I have these trekking poles because this would be a lot slower <laughs> and a lot less balanced without them. We get down to this stream, and there are these big rocks everywhere, and we're like, we made it, and then we're like, oh, it's really dry. I guess the waterfall is dried up. Well, that's cool. We'll just sit here 
on this rock and, you know, eat our lunch and rehydrate after that hike and, you know, just enjoy the moment. So we sat there and we had all these like big plans, like we had brought crystals with us, we had brought some of our decks with us, and we were going to, you know, create this magic on this on this rock and I could not think (laughs) I was sitting there and I was like I know I wanted to do something but I can't remember what or what order and then I thought you know what I think I'm just gonna eat my lunch and enjoy sitting here and that was the moment that I realized what it felt like to be like just so deeply grounded. It's kind of like when you're outside all day in the summertime, you're out in the sun or you go swimming at the beach or at the pool. And when you get home, you're just so tired and calm and relaxed. It's because you're grounded. And it was just such a neat experience. Um, And then we had to hike two and a half miles back up the mountain. After that, we did actually find the waterfall about three hours later after sitting on that rock. So we did get to find the waterfall, but but the real gift was not finding it at first because we got to sit there and just listen to the trickle of the stream and just enjoy being grounded, being in nature, the fresh air, um, the butterflies, oh my gosh, the butterflies, there were so many butterflies that day flying all around us, and it was just pure magic, so I don't know what that looks like for you, because it's different for everyone, but be open to trying something, you know, go ahead and do your own research about different ways of grounding your energy and try them out. Sometimes we don't have a whole day to dedicate to hiking down a mountain and sitting on a rock for three hours and hiking back up a mountain. You know, sometimes you only have time to turn your face towards the sun outside, close your eyes for a moment, take a deep breath and feel the sun on your face. It doesn't have to be a production. I think a lot of people get deterred from things because they, they feel that pressure of it needing to be a production, and it doesn't have to be. It can be very basic and be very simple. Also, breath work is something um, that really can help you pull your energy down into your body and just get out of your head. Um, I have, I am not someone <laughs> that likes to be cold, but ice baths or a cold shower, obviously if you're doing an ice bath, you have to be careful and you have to, you know, be safe because that's really cold. Um, but even just turning on the cold water in the shower right before you get out and just kind of letting that cold water sort of jolt, you know, that jolt that you feel, there are all sorts of happy chemicals that get released in the brain when that happens. I'm not, I'm like, give me the hot bath. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not really going to go for this cold water thing. But if you're really struggling and you need something to help you right away, and that's also something that I know works for a lot of people. Um, and it makes sense. It's, it's cool. It is really cool. I just, I have a hard time. 
I have a hard time being cold. <laughs> um, and is there anything else that I wanted to tell you about, about grounding? Um, I don't, I mean, I think I, obviously this is the same thing as the last episode that I was talking, when I was talking about crystals, um, you know, I can't cover it all in this episode. I just wanted to share with you some of the things that I've done that have helped me. Of course, I, I wanted to share my story about my magical hike down a mountain to a waterfall that I found three hours after getting there <laughs> and, you know, the hike back up. Um, I used to go on walks with a friend and this is, you know, before I came to know and understand a little bit more about spirituality and Reiki and um, the benefits that it has on, you know, the physical body, the emotional body, the spiritual body. I, I looked back on things in my life prior to all of this and I was like, wow, you know, I used to go on walks like Three, three days a week, we would walk five miles, and I used to feel so good, and now I understand why I felt so good. I was outside, I was grounded, I was in the fresh air, I was moving my body. Um, I, I used to get really critical of myself after that. I would come home, and I would be cold. You know, when we would walk in the wintertime, I would be cold and tired, and I would have to take a nap, and I was like, what is wrong with you? Why do you have to take a nap? You know, being my, being very critical, and now I look back, and I'm like, oh, no, like, that nap was good. I was grounded. I was relaxed. I was in that state of bliss, of peace, and when you're relaxed like that, you know, taking a nap is peaceful. It's blissful. So, you know, there's just so many different things. And pleasure is also something that's why like scents that you love, smelling something that you love, a smell that you, you know, soothes you is pleasurable. Eating something that is so delicious. This is, you know, one of the reasons why I think, um, People turn to what they call emotional eating. Obviously, using your intuition and, and eating and finding pleasure in flavors and using you know your sense of taste is a beautiful thing. But people don't realize that they are like doing that because their mind is just going a million miles a minute. If it is, you know, sort of emotionally if 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 it's caused by an emotion. Um, I love, I'm a Taurus. I, I said before, I love good food. I love experiencing the pleasure of tasting something delicious and I love to cook. So, um, I didn't realize until now that I was grounding myself when I was doing that. So, like I said, I encourage you to, to look into it and try some things, you know, Step outside of that box. That's what I've been doing this last year. I've been stepping outside of the box. And the more I step outside of the box, the more I want to step outside of the box. 
because each time I step outside of the box, I find something new that lights me up and excites me and makes me happier. But yeah, binaural beats are one of my most favorite things. They're they're easy. They have no, you know, prerequisites for for knowing how to do anything. All you need is headphones. And they have all sorts of different ones, like anything, like everything. There's tons out there. So just like play with it, you know, pull one up and play it. And if you're like, mm, I'm not feeling that one, go to the next one. Find what you like, find what lights you up inside. That's what I did with what I wanted to talk about today. I had this list. I'm like, I really, I really want to talk about crystals again. I have more crystal stories. I really want to talk about um, human design because human design is a really cool thing. And it is exciting to me. I want to talk about astrology. I want to talk about, you know, oracle decks and tarot cards. I want to talk about, you know, the list goes on and on and on and on. And that was what I was, I was having that, ooh, this. And ooh, that. And it was great because it was inspiring, but it also gets to the point where it becomes a little bit overwhelming. And that's when I recognize within myself, okay, you have a lot of stuff going really fast in your brain. So let's take it down a notch. Let's do something grounding. And then I'm like, uh, aha, <laughs> eureka, as they say, grounding. So I encourage you to try those things and find what works for you, what's your favorite thing, and let me know. Um, send me a message on Instagram at intuitive underscore stardust. I would love to hear what your favorite grounding techniques are, what works the best for you, something maybe new that you've tried that has become your new favorite grounding technique, and hopefully this just kind of gives you a better idea of what the heck grounding is. Like I talked about in episode one, when I was talking about pulling the energy down in the body. In Reiki, we started the crown and we worked down through the root chakra because you are having an energetic exchange between the practitioner and the client, and you want to help move their energy and align their energy with Reiki energy and pull it downwards in the body. Um, massage is also a perfect example of grounding. You know, when someone is massaging your muscles and, you know, there is sometimes, you know, a little bit of pain when it comes with a massage, depending on what type you get, if it's a deep tissue or even, you know, even with Swedish massage, depending on how tight your muscles are, that, you know, pain that you feel while they're doing that, makes you in go into your body because you can feel that. And then that release, you know, of the tension in the body relaxes you and calms you, but your energy is grounded. So let me know if you have, you know, something, a favorite grounding activity that you enjoy. It's, it's good to talk. It's good to talk to people, you know, talk to each other about it. What do you do? What do you do that you didn't know was a grounding activity? Because the more aware we are of that, the healthier we can be. 
And the happier we can be, the more at peace we can be. If you have any questions about any of the stuff that I talked about, don't hesitate to ask. And I will do my absolute best to answer your question. If I don't know it, I will try to find the answer for you because I am a seeker of knowledge. (laughs) And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you next time. Bye. that was my brief yet long (laughs) overview of some grounding activities. I feel squarely in my body now after talking about all of the different ways of grounding and I hope that this helps you find your favorite way to get grounded.